Welcome to Kingdom Mothers Rise Up, where I encourage and equip you to heal your heart and renew your mind so you can live the fully abundant life Jesus promised you. Let's go. It's time to move. This is part of a six-week series on connecting with your child's emotions. Links to previous episodes will be listed in the show notes. I'm sure that you have experienced people where there's just certain things you're not going to share with them because they don't respond well. And whether that's thinking back to siblings or kids at school that made fun of different things that you shared or... Um, unfortunately still as adults, it's like there's people at church that you're like, oh, I would never tell them that, or I would never tell my parents this, or those are places that are not emotionally safe because you know that you need to filter what you share and not just in a, like, I can't be explosive and undisciplined, but like, it's not wise to share this with them because they're not going to value it. Um, it reminds me of the scripture where Jesus said not to throw pearls before swine. They're not going to appreciate them. Pigs just eat everything, including rocks. And so like they could literally chew up pearls. <laughs> we raised pigs. They love to chew on rocks. That would be a foolish yeah. thing to do with your pearls and with something that is valuable. So your emotions, your experience of things are valuable and you learn that there's certain people that you shouldn't share them with because they don't have the capacity or the skills or whatever it might be to treat them with the value that they deserve. Our kids learn that too. When they try to share something with us and we're like, oh, that's no big deal or it'll be okay or I'm busy right now and this is not to put a guilt trip on you as mom, because there are times you're busy and you cannot perfectly meet their needs. But overall, if the culture is, I will make time for you as often as I can, and I will fully listen to you before I try to fix anything. Those are the, like, it's kind of the prevailing culture. Like we make mistakes and we clean up our messes. But the prevailing culture is, I do value what you have to say and how you're experiencing this. And so I'm going to create this space where I can hear that as opposed to being the other culture of, I rarely have time to listen to you because I'm too busy or because your stuff isn't important or um, things like that. And I was just, it just came to mind. I was leading a group of women and we were talking about what creates safe culture and that's kind of going to be your activity for the week to do with your kids. Um, but instead of like having an arbitrary set of rules of, you know, don't be negative, don't gossip. Okay. What does that actually look like? And to sit with, we'd been meeting as a group for a few months, I think when we did this and it was like, okay, we're growing, but like stuff still seems a little off in places. And so it was like, what as our group that's been meeting, what are things that happen in this group that make anybody feel emotionally unsafe? And we had that conversation of when somebody's like, oh yeah, I know how that feels because this happened to me. If that doesn't feel like my experience and my emotions were valued because 
we just switched to talking about you, even if it was your attempt to explain that you understood how I was feeling. And not that your experience isn't valuable, but we need to take turns in that. And so there was just different things of having that conversation within the group of like, what are the behaviors within this group that make anybody reluctant to share? Um, And that is going to be your assignment this week to have that conversation with your kids. And if they're too young to tell you to observe what are things you do and you see them kind of shut down or withdraw um, rather than continuing to explain and try and engage you in what they're doing and what they're experiencing. Part of the emotional safety is it's creating that safe space for when they don't feel safe in their own emotions because they're having a meltdown. Everything is it's too sad or it's too hard or whatever, but like their emotions are clearly overwhelming them. You need to be able to have the space within yourself to say, oh, I see what that is. I can hold that for you and I can hold you while you calm down. Having that space within yourself, if you find when your kids, and for me, it seemed to be certain behaviors like um, not getting ready when they were supposed to or being disrespectful, like I didn't have the space that was triggering stuff in me. So I was often not showing up as the adult I wanted to be when my kids were younger. And so I learned that like, I need to deal with my stuff so that I'm actually creating space in me for their emotions. Because I wasn't still so full of my own emotions, my own childhood emotions, that theirs was just like, why should I have to deal with yours too? (laughs) Like that was that child part of me that's like, wait, nobody did this for me. Why should I do this for you? Where the mature spirit-led true me is like, yes, I want to do this for you because it wasn't done for me. And I know the impact that that had, and that's not what I want to do to you. But we have to actually create that space within ourselves by dealing with our own stuff, um, which isn't what today's lesson is about. But that's part of it. Like if there is, if there's not enough room in you because it's stuffed full of your own stuff, it makes it really hard to make space for theirs. But if you know you're working on yours, then it's easier to be like, okay, I see right now that you are completely overwhelmed because your toy broke or because the blue ice cream is blue or, you know, all the things that kids are just totally overwhelmed with. Your friend was mean. You didn't get picked. All these different things. I can see that this is a really big thing and it feels really big for you. So I'm going to be here and I'm just going to reflect back to you what I'm seeing. I'm seeing you're frustrated. I'm seeing you're hurting. I'm imagining that you're feeling this way. And a lot of just quiet, like just let them be and let it out because the emotion needs to be expressed. And over time of seeing that like, oh, this didn't overwhelm me and it didn't make mom run away and it didn't make mom explode and all of this, then can begin to help them see what's an appropriate response to what's going on. So emotional 
safety has that validating, that reflecting back, I see this is what is going on for you. And empathy of, I understand why you would feel that way. Even if it's like you're not saying you're totally right and this is just good and you need to go with this, but um, but it would make sense from your perspective that you're feeling this way. And I can see that. So my second boy is actions speak louder than words. So saying, I want to hear what you're, you know, want to hear about your day. I want to know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. But then if they come and share and you're like, no, not right now, or you don't put your phone down or um, they tell you that, like I was woke up at 5.20 this morning to be told that she had thrown a picture away that she really liked and she didn't take a picture of it. <laughs> so tears and crying because this picture is gone forever because she threw it away and she realized she didn't take a picture of it, especially at 520 in the morning when the alarm is going to go off at six. I'm not excited to hear that, <laughs> but being like, okay, this is clearly a big deal for you. And I can see that you're really sad. That's really a bummer. And once she was done being sad, then I asked her if there was anything that I could do for her. And so I'm supposed to look for, see if I can find a similar picture online that I could print out that she could color again. And if I can't find one, I'm supposed to draw her one. Allowing yourself to slow down enough to see things from their perspective. From my perspective, when she comes home with a dozen workbook pages like every day and this page that she was crying about this morning was one of those pages that she had started coloring there and she finished and she did do an amazing job on it. You know, from my perspective of now having kids married and in their 20s of like these reams of paper that are coming home that feels so important to you aren't going to matter at all in probably even five years, but for sure in 20 years, like it is just not going to matter. But it doesn't matter because she's not 20 years from now. She's right now where for whatever reason, that picture came back to mind and she was sad that she didn't think to take a picture of it before she threw it away. But making space for like, okay, I see you did something that you regret and you're sad and you're frustrated and, and you're six. So there's not understanding for it's six o'clock in the morning, or you're not going to care about that paper in 20 years. But if that's my response to her, it's like, oh, it's just a coloring paper. You can make another one, or you're not even going to care in whatever. It might still be having an impact in 20 years. If that's the way I respond it, to just shut that down, like that's just ridiculous. And I guess it also like if I remember to find the picture and print it off and that could also have an impact of 20 years of like being able to look back and be like, mom put all that effort in and like, it didn't matter at all, but it mattered then, you know, so it makes the impact. So just saying like your actions speak louder than words. If you are saying you want to listen, but you are not making time to listen, if you are saying that you care about how they feel, 
but when they express how they feel, you are shutting them down or dismissing it or trying to fix it. Those actions are saying you don't really care. You just want it to go away. Slow down and play the long game. So when we are creating space for our kids' emotions, it often feels like, you know, if they just disobeyed, they just were fighting with a sibling, like these things that feel like I need to deal with this right now because this is not okay. And for one, I need to deal with it now or I'm going to forget <laughs> because there's all these other things going on. And for two, like I can't let them get away with it was a huge thing of mine. And realizing that in my trying to not let them get away with it or trying to deal with it right now, I was often coming with an emotional reaction of my own that was squashing them and that was telling them that they weren't as important as me feeling safe or important or in control, which is a misnomer. We are not in control of our children. We're in charge. <laughs> we are not in control. And trying to be in control ruins relationships. And it took me a long time to learn that. So my responding out of like, I need to control you. I need you to be good. So I know I'm a good mom was just saying that like their experiences and what they needed didn't really matter all that much, no matter what I said. So being able to slow down and be like, I can take the break to give myself space for my emotions before I come back and try and deal with this. And, um, having conversations when everybody's good and calm and connected um, about how you're going to do that of maybe saying like, you know, when this happens, if I, if mom feels upset and I feel like I'm going to say things that I don't want to say, I'm going to give myself a break and you get, you know, this toy or these books are like, they know, what's happening. Here's the timer set. Mom will be back. Um, obviously needing to adjust for age, but so that you've communicated about it ahead of time and frequently because kids don't get things the first time. That's part of like slowing down. It's a long game. They didn't just stand up and walk and never stumble or fall. And we don't learn relationship skills any differently. We're going to get up and we're going to fall down and we're going to skin our knees and we're going to get black eyes. And we just have to get up and keep practicing. And we have to allow that space for our kids too, that their emotional skills and their relational skills, they are learning and practicing just the same as they learned to walk and potty train and feed themselves and tie their shoes. Like we don't automatically know how to do these things. We have to be practice to practice. We have to be trained. And so slowing down of like, yeah, God made kids grow up in 18 years for a reason, because it's a long game. We're going to go slow and show them that the relationship is more important than anything else over and over and over and over again. So that is trained into their character and they know that we're on their side and that they are more important than their behavior, good or bad. So that's what I mean by slowing down and playing the long game. 
focus points for the week is to reflect for yourself and also have conversation with your kids if they're at a point where you can do that. Um, and even little ones, like you can ask, you just have to ask in their their vocabulary and their understanding, asking what feels safe. When do they feel close to mommy? When do they feel loved? When do they feel important? Um, what are their favorite things to do with you? Those kind of things. So you know what to do more of. And then also asking what feels unsafe. And be sure to create space in yourself before that you ask. <laughs> because hopefully there is still enough connection and relationship with you that they will be honest. And that hurts when we have hurt our kids. But it's super important to make the space for those conversations and say, I know that I make mistakes and I'm willing for you to tell me about them and not in a guilt tripping. I'm such a terrible mom and I know I screw up and that just shuts kids down. Um, but in an honest, I want to do better. So can you let me know what would be the biggest change I could make? What would mean the most to you if I could stop doing or start doing so that you would feel safe and important emotionally where you could, where you feel like you could tell me anything and where you feel like I really want to hear and understand what life is like for you. Have those conversations this week and let me know how it goes. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up podcast. I'm blessed to have you here. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can join us in the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up Facebook community. When you're ready for more support, I have the Heart Doodling with Jesus monthly membership, periodic group coaching, and one-on-one -on -one personalized coaching as well. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.